It's amazing what can be accomplished when no one cares who gets the credit. That is sweet music, sweet words to anyone's ears. You know why? Because it means it's the first day of North Carolina basketball practice. You are Locked on Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, it's Tuesday, September 27th, 2022. Welcome into the Locked on Tar Heels podcast, the only daily North Carolina show out there. I'm your host, Isaac Shade, and I want to thank you for making Locked on Tar Heels your first listen or your first watch every single day. Please don't forget that we are free and available anywhere you get podcasts, so make sure to subscribe right now so that you don't miss a second of your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Upside. Download the free Upside app and use the promo code LOCKED to get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. Well, folks, I wasn't messing around. I was being deadly serious. Yesterday, Monday, was the first day of North Carolina basketball practice, exactly 42 days away from the first game. That's when the NCAA says you can start playing. So, Tuesday, excuse me, Monday, November 7th against UNC Wilmington. That's the first regular season game, again, six weeks from yesterday. It is Houston or bust for the 2022-23 Tar Heels, and that quest began in earnest on Monday with the first official day of basketball practice. <clears throat> I say it that way because remember now, the NCAA allows some early season, uh, early fall practices a couple throughout the summer and so there are opportunities to get together but this yesterday Monday September 26 was the first official day and why Houston or bust because that's where the final four will be held this year at NRG Stadium you love that now I began with that quote it's amazing what can be can be accomplished when no one cares who gets the credit um, because you might or might not be aware that at the beginning of every practice, there is a thought of the day that every player is asked to know and memorize in case they are called upon, then they can give that. Traditionally, then, that has become the thought of the day for the first day of practice each year. Now, it is Tuesday, and I have Tuesday trivia question for you. We're going to do it right here, right now. Usually, I pose it to you, and then we answer it later. No, 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 no. I'm going to ask you, and then I want your answer right away. So you need to be ready to pause and give your answer. That quote, who does it come from? Who said it? I'm going to give you five seconds, or you can pause, and then I'm going to answer. One, two, three, four, five. You ready? Dean Smith. No, that's wrong. That's probably what a lot of people out there are thinking and thought. No, the true answer is none other than one of our presidents, Mr. Harry S. Truman. Anybody out there actually get it right? Good. Okay, go one layer deeper with me. Harry S. Truman, what does the S in his middle name stand for? Anybody know? I want to hear it in the comments. Okay, hopefully somebody got it right. The answer is nothing. His middle name is just S. Why? Well, I'll tell you, I did a report on Harry Truman in the third grade, and to this day, I remember the answer. Both of his grandfathers, their middle names were S, and both of them wanted Harry to be named with that same name. So his parents were like, forget that noise, we're just going with S, and that way everybody 
everybody uh, has to compromise a little bit. Anyway, right back to basketball practice. That's why we're here to talk about North Carolina basketball practice. This is a season that began that begins much in the same way as the 2016-17 season began. You're coming off a heartbreaking, although while this one was obviously a tough loss last year, at least it wasn't the heartbreak that was the Chris Jenkins dagger in the 2016 National Championship game. But again, this it begins in the same way. You're coming off a, a National Championship game loss and a team that is now hell-bent on redemption from what happened in that game. And so the big question, the question we're all looking at, and we've got to figure out as this year goes on, will we see the up and down team that we saw the first two thirds of last season? Or will we see the team that really, really put things together for the final third of the season and went on that big run, that stretch run that we know? I mean, that team was honestly a juggernaut because as a reminder, this wasn't some, oh, this team just got hot in the NCAA tournament. They're, the uh, teams in front of them weren't all that great, and so they had an easy path in the national championship game. That is not the case in any way. This was a team that put things together, figured things out, and went out and won a lot of tough basketball games to make it to that national championship game. I mean, you got both the Duke victories, the victory over defending national champion Baylor. Um you know, I mean, it's just insane. That Marquette team from the first round was no sneezer of a team. Carolina had to put it together, sweeping Virginia, um, all, all sorts of great stuff. Uh, knocking off UCLA, who had been in the final four of the year before. And let's be honest, St. Peter's was, I mean, they were a decent basketball team. I know they really shouldn't have made it to the Elite Eight, but um, Carolina did what they had to do in all those games. And so, again, not just some scrappy thing that Carolina threw together at the end. That was a legit team predicated on figuring out who they were, playing tough defense, out-rebounding everyone in sight, and, yeah, scoring a lot. And that's what this year's team is going to be as well. But a team coming in already knowing what Hubert Davis wants from them on day one yesterday at that practice and everything they got to do. And so here's the question that we often pose to teams in this situation. Are you publicly just going to come out and claim natty or bust, right? Or is it like, yeah, oh, we just want to play our best and see what's going to happen. I want a team that comes out and says, listen, we're making no bones about it. We want to win a national championship or this season was not what we hoped or expected or anticipated it to be. And by from everything you have heard from this team individually and as a team so far, that is the stated goal. Yes, we have other things along the way that we want to accomplish and achieve, but we are realistically, right? Some teams will say, yeah, national championship or bust, but it's a pipe dream. This team can realistically look at things and say, our, our goal is to not only make the final four and make the national championship, but win the whole blessed thing. Um, and there's no reason to think this team can't do it. They have the talent, the motivation. Of course, everything has to fall just right. You got to stay away from injury. You got to stay away from the, the randomness of a one and done NCAA tournament, all of that kind of stuff. But they're, this is a team that is going to take on all that smoke. They want the challenge and they're going to go do it. And they have as... 
Um, I, I read a recently dizzying expectations set upon them. And so it is a whole different thing this year. You, heading into last year, you didn't have that. You got a first year coach in Hubert Davis. You got all of those things. And, and that's where it was. But this team on the first day of practice, if, if they're not number one in your preseason poll, they are definitely top three. I've seen them no lower than second. Maybe I saw them third, but first or second in just about every poll I've seen. Now, Carolina put out some footage from the first practice. Adam Lucas wrote a, an article, as he often does, coming out of that first practice. So I'd encourage you to go read that. Always great stuff from Adam. He uh, talks about how Hubert Davis asked uh, to, to wear the navy blue shorts um, switch back to that for practice gear that, that the teams that he played for were. And so you just love to see things like that. Now, again, there was some footage that the team put out as well, and just brief footage, not much yet, but a couple takeaways from that. You might recall that at the blue-white scrimmage Carolina had several weeks ago, uh, Leaky Black did not play, Jalen Washington did not play. Um, BDOT told us here on this show, BDOT, Carolina's in-game MC host will be emceeing live action with Carolina basketball on Friday evening. Pat Kilby and I are going to talk about that on tomorrow's show. But um, BDOT told us that Leakey was just doing um, some, some body management, right? Um, not wanting to overdo it. Jalen Washington hadn't yet been fully cleared, but now has been. And so you saw both of those guys in the footage. You love to see that. Uh, the first image you see, this is from the, the Instagram uh, content that Carolina put out, uh, uh, starting with Armando Baycott hitting a three. And listen, I've admittedly been skeptical of Armando's outside shooting, but his form is getting infinitely better. It looks smooth. It doesn't look herky-jerky like some big men are wont to do. And so I'm encouraged by that. Another thing, we, we've heard about it, but you see Pete Nance make a really nice pass uh, operating out of the high post there. Um, and so I'm really, really excited to see what Pete Nance is going to bring to this team. Speaking of which, Carolina has been rolling out some content to help introduce the, the fan, the Carolina fan base to Pete Nance to learn more about him. I'd like to give some of my thoughts on that, and we'll do that right after I tell you about Upside. From cringing at the pump to getting an eye-popping check at your favorite restaurant, inflation is hitting us all where it hurts. And folks, it really hurts. That's why I started using Upside, which is an incredible app for anyone who buys gas, groceries, or dines out. With every purchase, you can earn cash back thanks to Upside. And this is really legitimately one of those things that I personally, Isaac, have been using. Uh, where I live, we mostly only have it at gas stations, and so that's where I use it. But legitimately, anytime I go to fill up my tank, I look for a deal on Upside. And all summer long, as I was traveling around and doing other things, Upside saved my bacon. I remember specifically uh, driving into the Arlington area for the first round of the NCAA tournament and filling up using Upside. I remember driving to New Orleans for the Final Four, use, filling up multiple times using Upside. This app is so helpful. To get started, download the free app, use my promo code LOCKED, one word, and get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. Next, claim an offer for whatever you're buying on Upside. Check in at the business, pay as usual with the credit or debit card, and get paid. In comparison to credit card rewards or loyalty programs, you can earn three times more cash back with Upside. And users are earning more than a million dollars every week. That's probably why they have a 4.8 star review on the App Store. 
So download the free Upside app and use promo code LOCK to get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. Again, that's $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. Use promo code LOCKED. Okay, next, we want to talk about this guy, Pete Nance. We've been hearing about him all offseason. There was all this, uh, you know, you remember all the lead up to it. Will Carolina get a transfer? Will they not? For a while, it seemed like there wouldn't be scholarships available even. And then ultimately, Kerwin Walton decided to transfer. As a reminder, he landed at Texas Tech, where he will be learning to play more defense than he ever imagined. But Carolina was getting, outside of Brady Manick, their other four starters back, RJ Davis, Caleb Love, Leaky Black, and Armando Baycott. Who would step in and fill that role? There was looks at, at several people. Carolina kind of thought, at least the fan base, seemed to think there were several different people. Um, you, you think about Matthew Meyer, you think about Baylor Shireman, Shireman who ended up at Creighton, Meyer who ended up at uh, Illinois is where he is, but ultimately Carolina got Pete Nance. And I'm here to tell you folks, that's the right one. These other guys would have been great additions to the team, but Pete Nance to me affects things in a huge way that these other guys would not have. There's so much that he brings to the table. Um, and so after taking a look at going into the NBA draft and ultimately deciding to pull out and then coming to North Carolina, boy, the Tar Heels got a good one. Hubert Davis is doing work in the transfer, transfer portal in these first two years. And you got to imagine that's going to continue. Uh, the pedigree that Pete Nance brings as being someone... It, Go If you have not yet, stop right now. Go watch his introductory video that's on all of Carolina's social media and on the GoHeels.com basketball page. Just hear him talk. Just in his presence, Pete Nance is just somebody you want around you, like as just somebody to hang out with. He just seems like a very down-to-earth, grounded person. And you might not think that when you hear his pedigree, a, a father who played in the NBA for double-digit years, a brother in Larry Nance Jr., by the way, his dad is also Larry, who's entering his eighth NBA season, a sister who played four years and did really well in college herself. Pete has been around all of that all his life, but is clearly a humble young man, somebody that wants to be part of whatever he needs to do to help a team win. And so just a couple takeaways from me of some of what he said in this intro video and some of what I've read and seen. One of the biggest things to me is anytime somebody enters a new organization, whether it's starting a new job, um, transferring to a new team, coming into it, it takes an adjustment period of feeling like you belong to that team or organization. If you've ever been part of something like that, you know exactly what I'm talking about. There's the Am I being accepted? Am I allowed to use first person language as allowed to second or third person language? And what I love about Pete Nance in talking about the Carolina team, he's already saying we, third person, I'm sorry, first person plural, right? And that's what you love. He's not saying uh, y'all's team or, or this team. He's saying we, us, because he has already been accepted into it. He's already a big part of it. Clearly, Pete Nance is a leader on this team already. 
he himself talks about how much he loves to be able to communicate on and off the court um, as a talker. If you've watched footage, if you watch back highlights of the blue-white scrimmage, if you um, watch this video, it, it cuts to some B-roll of Pete Nance communicating. And this is what you're going to see a lot with him, this dude talking, bringing that kind of noise. You love it. He's talking about building relationships. That's part of what he was excited about to come and do is see everything that's happened at Carolina and how he will become part of it, both building relationships with current teammates, with the coaching staff. He talks at length about how quickly he and Hubert Davis have developed a rapport. You remember a lot of that same kind of uh, thing developing quite quickly with Coach Davis and Brady Manick last year. We're seeing a lot of that again. And Again, it, it's not what we want to do to continue comparing Brady Manick and Pete Nance because they are going to play different roles. There are some things Pete Nance brings to the table and will do on and off the court this year that will be similar to Brady, but he is his own guy who will affect Carolina in very unique ways, some of which will be better than Brady, some of which will be worse than Brady. But I think the sum of what he will bring is going to be very, very effective. I love that um, he had hopes of what the Carolina experience would be. And at least to this point, he says, and I quote, everything I thought it was going to be, it has been so far. Pete Nance had hopes and expectations of what his UNC experience would be. And to this point, it has been that. Now, obviously, Carolina's got to go out and uh, with a target on their back, do a lot of work. And so, you know, we'll continue to see how that will unfold. Some of the guys that have come in recent years expecting to do things like that haven't gotten to experience that. Somebody like Justin Pierce or Christian Keeling, for example. Now, with Pete Nance, keep in mind, as accomplished as he is, he has never been to an NCAA tournament game because he plays for Northwestern previous to this. But now he comes in, uh, has an opportunity to bring a lot of experience. Something great that I love about Pete Nance is he brings a little bit of everything. He himself, in this video, if you go back and watch, says he's a good passer. He's a good floor spacer. He can play in the post. He can push the ball in transition. He's versatile defensively, which I've already talked about Carolina's defense. He's going to have to step in and bring a lot of help defensively, which, again, uh, things where he's better than Brady. Brady made some defensive strides towards the end of the year, but he was a bit of a weak league defensively, and, and he would say that, and, and others would as well. He, uh, going back to Pete Nance, a leader on the floor. He can help in any spot, he says, where Coach Davis needs me to. This guy is a team player. He is a leader. He's going to fit right in and do everything that is needed of him. Not how, do, what do I bring and how, how can you guys work around that? No, no, no. How can I fit into what's already going well here and be part of that? Um, yes, he's going to hit threes. Um, the volume hasn't been as much, but he will get more of that this year. But something interesting to watch that he will be very capable of is at Northwestern. He was the five, right? He'll start at the four for North Carolina. But when Armando goes to the bench, either for foul trouble or to get a breather or whatever it may be, Pete can slide right in at the five. And then who do you bring in at the four? It could be Jalen Washington when he's fully ready to do that. It could be Puff Johnson, who probably would have been the starting four had Pete Nance not come to Carolina. The lineup possibilities for this team and what Pete Nance enables them to do with that are phenomenal. And I don't know about you, but I, as a college basketball fan, I, as a Carolina basketball fan, am very excited to watch what this team can be and will be.
speaking of Pete Nance and the Tar Heels, they got some great love in the Field of 68's Almanac of College Basketball, which also came out on Monday. It wasn't Carolina, just Carolina's first day of practice, but we got this drop of this comprehensive college basketball book. I want to share some of what's in it with you and encourage you to go check it out. We'll do that in just a second after I mind you remind you about our drive for five. We're pushing to get 5,000 YouTube subscribers on the Locked on Tar Heels YouTube channel before we hit the first game there on November 7th that we've been talking about. If you haven't already subscribed, I would encourage you and ask you to do that. It's very quick and easy, just the click of a button. If you're a typical listener, would ask you to join us in this effort as well, even if you are a regular listener and not viewer. And would you help spread the word? Bring in Tar Heels that you know would love and appreciate being part of this community too. Okay, folks, this almanac, it's from it's a, a multi-entity thing put together by Field of 68, Three-Man Weave, Heat Check, CBB, and Verbal Commits. All these guys coming together to put uh, put out this extremely, extremely comprehensive guide for the 2022-23 season. Every D1 team is talked about, all 32 conferences, preseason stuff, things to look forward to, tons of lists. It's 814 pages worth of content. Yes, you heard me right, 814 I would encourage you, um, it's not just something they're putting out for free because it is such a fully loaded thing that you got to go buy it. But you can do that now for just like 16 bucks. Like what? Everybody's got that sitting around and how it will benefit you as a college basketball fan and everything you can learn from it is going to be a huge benefit. So you can go check it out like on Jeff Goodman's Twitter, um, anywhere else on any of their websites, you'll find it and you'll find some great codes as well. So um, there's no way for us to go all the way through this because, again, it's 814 pages. But I do want to highlight some of the standout things as it relates specifically to the Tar Heels, um, and, and we will look at that. So one of the first things you see as you flip into the PDF is a preseason top 25. Now, you've got a lot of the teams that we've been seeing, but interestingly, they have a team at the top that I have not seen anywhere else. Pretty much everywhere I've seen, it's been some combination of North Carolina and Gonzaga 1-2 in some order. In, in the almanac here, they've got Houston in the number one slot. Very, very interesting. And now Houston's going to be a phenomenal team this year. I'm just saying, I haven't seen that anywhere else. And so you just love to see something that is not just in line with what everybody else is doing. So, um, but Following Houston in the top spot, you got Carolina, number two, and Gonzaga, three. So they're still right there at the top, but just Houston jumping up top. Baylor and Kentucky round out the top five, and then the rest of the top ten. A lot of uh, the uh, usual suspects, Kansas, Duke, Creighton, they're going to be a really good team. You might remember, uh, for those of you that went to Carolina's first two NCAA tournament games, Creighton and Kansas were also in that building. Kansas knocked off the Blue Jays, but Creighton put up a great game against the eventual national champions and returns a lot of that. Plus, as we already talked about, they get Baylor Shireman from South Dakota State. Going to be a great season uh, probably for Creighton. And then you got Arkansas uh, is going to be another strong team. And UCLA coming back, bringing a lot, get some impact transfer or impact freshmen, excuse me, um, in Amari Bailey. Going to be great. That rounds out your top 10. 
The Almanac has preseason All-America teams. There's three of them, plus a whole list of honorable mentions. Uh, you might recall recently I, I talked about John Rothstein's uh, preseason All-America teams that Carolina put somebody on each of the top three. Armando Baycott, Caleb Love, and RJ Davis were on those. As for the Almanac's preseason All-America teams, you've got um, three of those same big guys that you're seeing just about everywhere in Baycott, Oscar Sheboy from Kentucky, Andrew Timmy from Gonzaga. But joining them on the list from Houston, Marcus Sasser, their guard coming back from injury, should be a stud and um, is huge get for them coming back. And then UCLA's Jaime Jaquez coming back for the Bruins as well. That's your preseason All-America team. So obviously, like as compared to Rothstein's team, whom I talked about, his preseason first team All-America was those three bigs, plus two other bigs in Indiana's Trace Jackson Davis and Michigan's Hunter Dickinson. If I had to take a couple out in favor of some, some guards or forwards, it would be those two guys who missed the cut on this list, but they just get bumped down to the second team, which along with Dickinson and Trace Jackson Davis includes Kendrick Davis, at Memphis, who transfers in from SMU, he was the AAC Player of the Year last year, along with Arkansas's Nick Smith and incoming Derek Whitehead at Duke. The third team, we'll just kind of blow through these. I, uh, excuse me, Mike Miles at TCU, Adam Flagler, <laughs> who uh, Carolina fans remember from Baylor. He is a stud guard. Can't wait to see him back in action. Caleb Love makes the third team. Jalen Wilson from Kansas, great forward coming back for them. And then Purdue's Zach Eady. He formed that Twin Towers combination last year with Travion Williams, who's gone. And so Zach Eady will be really highlighted in Purdue's game this year. Honorable mention list, whole bunch of names on there. I'll just point out RJ Davis because he's on there. Another Duke freshman in Derek Lively. Isaiah Wong, who's come to Miami. Remember, he was part of that whole NIL craziness this season. Uh, Cam Whitmore, outstanding freshman uh, we expect at Villanova, and then several other names as well. You can go check it out for yourself. Uh, a couple other just things to highlight from uh, the, the Almanac. There's a top 25 transfers to watch list. Remember, I talked about several of these other guys that Carolina went out and looked at, maybe thought you might get, and they wound up with the guy they want. And he's number two on this list. Pete Nance is number two on the top 25 transfers list, really encouraging there. Following that, there's a list of 100 players to watch this season in college basketball. And uh, let's not bury the headline here. Carolina on this list has four of the top 38. Baycott comes in at number three, RJ Davis at 17, Caleb Love at 21, and Pete Nance, Pete Nance at 38. Uh, Caleb Love, or excuse me, Leaky Black didn't make the list nor did any of the freshmen. Um, but I mean, it's tough to give Carolina five on this list of 100. Understand that, but uh, just more uh, leaky black being overlooked and that's fine and I get it, but uh, boy, is he going to have an impact for the Tar Heels this year. Uh, the Almanac also, it has a freshman to watch list. Um, no Carolina freshman made this list and on talent alone, they probably would, but this list is based on who's going to have an impact. They, they say that in the explanation of it. And just based on available minutes to the freshmen this year, they, they wouldn't be on the list. Now, next year, boy, you're going to get a heavy dose of Seth Trimble, a heavy dose of Jalen Washington, but they, they just don't make that list. There's bracketology. Carolina has a one seed in that, along with Houston, Gonzaga, and Baylor. That's kind of what you expect when you see that preseason top 25. And then, as I said, 
uh, the, the, the almanac breaks down conference by conference and then team by team within that all 32 conferences, ACC wise, um, the almanac has Carolina projected as the number one team in the conference followed by Duke and then Virginia coming back up. I've heard a lot of people clamoring for them as probably a top two team in the conference and then Florida state rounding out that top four. In terms of awards projections, Armando Baycott projected as the ACC Player of the Year, with Davis and Baycott both both on the ACC first team and Caleb Love on the ACC second team. Again, would love to encourage you to go check this out. There's a great capsule. I mean, these aren't just like paragraph capsules on this team. It's very in-depth, two to three pages worth of stuff on each team. Really encourage you to check it out. And we will obviously be using that as a great reference point throughout this college basketball season. Well, friends, that is it for today's episode of Locked on Tar Heels. Coming up on tomorrow's show, Coach Pat Kilby and I get together to look ahead to live action on Friday. We'll also look back at our roster previews we did. It's going to be a roster preview review. (laughs) Can't wait to talk about that. Really appreciate you diving in. If you want to follow the show on Twitter, you can do so at Locked on Heels. You can follow me at Isaac Shade. Get more on the ACC by making Locked on ACC your second listen of the day. Host Candace Cooper and the local experts of Locked on take you around the conference in 30 minutes, five days a week. If you haven't already done so, would love for you to subscribe to the show. For those watching, if you would smash the like button, would love to hear your thoughts and comments on your excitement for the first day of practice, on what you think Pete Nance is going to bring to the table and all of that. Boy, I know there's a lot of excitement in the air. I know everyone's giddy out there. And just like any other day, today is a great day to be a target. Until tomorrow, peace.